Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast, Let's Rendezvous. We are your hosts, Allison, Emily, Millie. Unfortunately, we don't have Julie here today, but they will be back here soon. Today's a really exciting episode because I feel that a lot of our listeners can relate to the topics we're going to address in today's podcast. So before we get started, I just want to give a quick shout out to Nicole for guessing this week's topic. And I also want to give a shout out to the people who are sharing and listening to our pilot. It means a lot to us, and I just want y'all to know that we appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts. Now, let's get ourselves situated and go around and introduce what we're drinking today. Uh, <laughs> same, though. My bad. <laughs> um, I am drinking a Dodgers Blonde Ale from the Golden Road Brewing Company. One, because it's hot. It is so hot today, and I definitely need something refreshing, and I missed Los Doyers. It's California hot, though. If anybody wants to get at me over, it's so much hotter here. Yes, we live in California. We understand, but this is our heat. Anyway, so I've had a long week. I'm not drinking alcohol today, but I am drinking lemonade with matcha. Shout out, Allison, for introducing me to matcha. Delicious. (laughs) um it's like Millie said it's freaking hot today so um, nice and cool keeps me alert and um I'm not drinking coffee today because I drink too much of that well not to throw shade at Millie but as we're recording it is currently Saturday at 3 (laughs) p.m it is five o'clock somewhere don't you ever (laughs) right but today I decide I'm not going to be an alcoholic so I'm drinking a cup of coffee I'm proud yes. of you. It's the first time. Coffee. <laughs> first time. Anyway. Yes, but we're not alcoholics. <laughs> You're so good. Okay, so now that we have our drinks in our hand, let's get started. So today's topic is roommates, but we're going to dive in a little bit by sharing our personal worst roommate stories, what it's like living away from home, roommate etiquettes, and personal pet peeves. So guys, what are some of your roommate horror stories? Um, I, didn't, I don't really have uh, horrible roommate stories. Um, I was lucky in the sense that I got pretty good roommates my freshman year in college. I was put with a random person. She was very nice. Um, can't complain. We got along really well. We just ended up having some differences toward winter quarter. So it was just a little awkward, not gonna lie. I don't know if I should share this or not, but I was, I started the pledge for a sorority freshman year. Yes, yes, I did. Yeah. A Latina sorority. <laughs> And somewhere in between, no, I'm not going to say the name, keep them private. Um, Somewhere in between, I decided that it wasn't for me. Um, However, my roommate was also pledging and she decided to stay on. So imagine we're living together and um, it was just hard because she was not going to share the process with me, obviously, because it was confidential. But at the same time, it was just some venting that would go on and I will know parts of it, but also not being able to ask. It made the situation really awkward where it got to a point where I would just go in the room or she would come in the room and it'd be like an awkward high and she wouldn't spend a lot of time in the room. Um, Actually, no, I'm not, I don't want to say I'm a terrible person, but there was even a week where she was gone for the entire week. I just thought she was at the sister's (laughs) apartments. (laughs) She was in the hospital. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) If you're listening to this, I am really sorry. I genuinely thought you were with the sisters. I had no idea you were in the hospital. But then again, um, like I said, things were very awkward. Um, We had plans to live together sophomore years, but she dipped. Um, So that kind of left me again with nothing. And yes, I was upset about about it. Um, I just wish she had communicated more and let me know ahead of time, hey, I'm changing our plans and we're not going to dorm together. And that would have given me some time to find someone else. By then I had made at least some friends um, who I could have dormed with, but it didn't go so well. So I ended up with a random roommate sophomore year again. She was amazing. My Australian roommate, shout out, you know who you are. I love you. 
Um, she was wonderful for those two quarters that she was there. Um, and she was a great person, went out with her, learned so many things. Um, I loved it. And then she had to leave, unfortunately, at the end of winter quarter. And by spring quarter, random roommate again, mind you. Ladies, this was like four or five weeks into the quarter. So I didn't have a roommate once she left. And then my RA emails me. She's like, hey, Emily, so you're going to get a roommate? I was like, what? What do you mean I don't have the room to myself? <laughs> it was already halfway into the quarter and I'm getting a random roommate. Um, luckily, she was, you know, she was nice. Uh, she didn't spend a lot of time in the room. So I didn't see her most of the time on the weekends she was gone. So it worked out well. But again, not really so much of a horror roommate stories. I know, though, that Millie has something to share for horrible roommate stories. Uh, so... Yeah, let's go into this. So uh, during the summer, our like actual roommate went home for the summer. So she subletted her part of the apartment to somebody else. So homegirl, I'm going to most likely I'm going to call her Tina. But if anything, I'll probably just refer to her as, as homegirl. Um, she was Egyptian. She moved in at the beginning of the summer. And right away, it was like, really weird because she I guess expected for there to be like like blankets and pillows and like all these things for her and we're like no like you need to bring your own stuff you just get the space you know you need to bring your stuff like this is not a hotel girl but she was like very upset and then saying that it was our fault and it was just really weird really awkward so that was that in the beginning straight off the bat and then in terms of like sharing the kitchen, oh, homegirl just would like, like she would cook and again, like different cultures. So like the smells were just very like pungent to me. And I was just like, what is going on? And I don't know. She just didn't know how to use, how to cook, how to properly use the heat. I don't know what it was, but she literally burned all of the pots and pans that we had in our apartment. And as soon as she would cook, she would just leave everything in the sink. And like whatever she would cook would like stick and just smell. Like literally the apartment would smell so bad all the time. And this is summer again, so it's just hot, man. And like we would tell her like, oh, like please, you know, wash your dishes because we don't want them to stick on the pan and they're harder to come off and whatever. She'd just be like, okay, okay. And then like wouldn't do it. But that wasn't even the worst of it. So that summer I was uh, working a lot also, like always working, or I would go to my boyfriend's house. So I wasn't really at the apartment a lot because I just didn't, I wasn't around and also didn't want to like be around her. But um, when I would come back and like would shower, I would notice that the level of my shampoo and conditioner just slowly like started going down. And from the top of my head, I was just like, you know what, like, chill like no one's using your stuff relax like it was probably there already and you just don't remember so I think after one day that I came home and I showered my stuff was in the shower like and it was at that point it was just like my shower gel my shampoo and my conditioner and I was like okay you know maybe like one of the girls like maybe ran out of stuff and they had to use it and they forgot to put it back. And I was like, okay, cool. Let me ask. Because again, I, we, I was living like, with some friends at the time. So like, I didn't mind if it was my friends, of course. So I ended up like texting them on the side and I was like, Hey, like, did y'all use my stuff? And of course they were like, no, like we have our own stuff. Why would we touch your stuff? So they basically confirmed what I had already assumed that homegirl had like been using my stuff. But because I had already gotten in the shower and there was like really no way that I could prove that she had used my stuff, I just kind of let it go. And I was like, I don't want problems with her. Like she's only here for a short period amount of time. Like I don't, I don't want to deal with her. So I think the next day or maybe later on that week, uh, she had used my stuff again, but she left everything in the shower again. And this time she had used my face wash. So the funny thing about this is I walked in coming back from work and in the area that she was at, I saw that she had bought a face wash from Lush, the exact same face wash that I had. 
And I just saw it and I was like, oh, I was like, that's cool. I was like, you got it. Like, I love that stuff, whatever. Not even putting like two and two together because I hadn't seen the shower yet. But, uh, behold, I walk into the shower and there it is, everything, even my face wash. And I was like, homegirl, really, <laughs> out of everything that I have, you are going to also use my face wash? Like, that's when I had to draw the line because I was like, no, like, this is disrespectful. <laughs> this is rude. Yeah. How dare you use my stuff? And on top of that, my face wash. Like, I was so mad. I grabbed everything and I walked to her um, area and I, like, confronted her about it. And I was like, hey, like, are you using my stuff? That's not okay. And then she's like, no, maybe someone, like, she started to lie straight up from the beginning. And then I was like, no, I already asked them. They said they weren't using it. And then she, like, was like, okay, yes, I used it. Didn't apologize. Didn't, like, say anything. She just kept saying, okay, 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 as I'm, like, you know, yelling at her from being upset. And she's just, okay, 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 and, like, kind of basically trying to shoo me off. And I was just kind of like, oh, my God. So after that incident, I just kept putting all of my stuff in my room. So every time I shower, I would have to like take my stuff out, put it in. I was just like, Jesus, like I can't even leave my stuff around without people using it. And I don't know what it was about homegirl, but she would threaten us about everything with her lawyer. She'd be like, I'm going to talk to my lawyer. I'm going to talk to my lawyer. And I was just like, how does this make sense? I don't know. <laughs> she was just a very weird roommate to have. And yeah, I'm, I'm very happy that our original roommate did come back after that summer. So it was just the summer? Yeah, she just stayed for the summer. Even then, that's terrible. It just sounds very just disrespectful. I don't know if I could, or how much I could tolerate, to be honest with you. That's what I'm oh, saying. No. I was like, you don't even know me. Like, what? I throw hands. <laughs> Girl. I was living there. Fuck. <laughs> I think we'd all throw hands. <laughs> I think Allison's story is more horrendous than mine, to be honest. Mine was, I don't know. I took it personal. <laughs> you think uh yeah well first of all before I tell my story I think I should address like the living situation I was in this was when I was in the apartment I was living with Millie so we're talking about the same apartment just different time periods it sounds crazy but when I was living there we lived with what five roommates I think it was five at the time yeah yeah so Millie was in the room with another roommate and then we had three that was living in the living room I know it sounds harsh, but you know, for some reason we made it work. But also yeah. we were always like busy going to work, going to school. So we weren't really there. So I mean, for sure. sure, like a one bed, one bath with five people sounds crazy. But if we're never really there, there wasn't really much fights. Yeah. You're so like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I right. think uh, for just the audience in general listening, if you're not familiar because I know I, I've told my friends that have gone to other universities, just dorm life, and then going to the apartments, and they're baffled by how much you guys will have to pay, and then still living with like four or five other girls. And I think we just need to let you guys know it. Westwood is expensive, and the landlords know that you need the housing for sure. Yeah, and they crank up the prices. Hell they don't yeah. Care. No. But yeah. Um, when I was living there lived with four of the girls, including me would be five, but the three that were living in the living room, one, which was me, uh, we would have our spaces divided with curtains. So there's not much, I guess, personal space when it comes to that. But at the point, at that moment, I didn't mind because I was holding down two jobs. So I was hardly home at the time. I just needed a place to sleep. So it worked out for me since I had the general layout of the house the two spaces that we all would share would be the kitchen and the restroom, which wasn't a problem for me, but we do have set rules or yeah, house rules that apply to both the restroom and the kitchen. As long as you're clean or at least courteous of the person that's gonna come in after, that's all we ask, as long as I can use it comfortably because you know I'm paying rent, I live here too. So we have this one roommate, I'm gonna name her, let's say Gertrude. <laughs> yeah Gertrude she she was something else she was god bless her soul <laughs> so she was living a curtain away from me meaning that she would be the one living in the middle part of the living room so she is also the closest to me since I lived on the right end of the living room so a curtain and then her she was messy to say the least. And when I mean messy, I don't mean 
just messy. I mean, stupid messy. It got to a point where she'll have dirty clothes all around the floor. You can barely see the floor. In the kitchen, she would leave her dirty dishes to pile up and it would start to smell. We never had bugs in the house, but ever since she moved in, we started getting bugs. And knowing my personality. Cockroaches. Yes, bugs. And she wouldn't clean immediately. So it'll just pile up. And when we try to go and wash our dishes, it's hard for for us to maneuver around the sink area because of her dirty dishes. Other roommates would, you know, confront Gertrude about the situation and be like, yo, like you need to, you know, wash your dishes after you use them. Not right away, but, you know, not have it to pile up and, you know, stink the entire kitchen. I would end up coming back from work uh, and I want to cook a meal for myself because, you know, I'm tired and hungry, but I have these pile of dishes, you know, taunting me on the side. And knowing my personality, I would just go and wash the dishes and just call it a day because I don't want to deal with bugs like that. Um, Another time would be, you know, I could care less how you keep your room, but all I ask is that nothing smells and invades my space. Nothing from your side invades my space. (laughs) And knowing that we only share a curtain, there's a lot of things that can go wrong. And those two things happened at that moment. So I don't want to sound rude, but she would not shower and she would kind of smell. I don't want to seem rude about this. No, like, like for real. Like, I know we sound bitchy saying it, but like, it was ridiculous. Like, like it would hit you when you walked in and I would be like, what? what? Yes. And like, I don't know, man. Hygiene is important, guys. Literally. I mean, she would go out. (laughs) Hygiene, especially when you're living with so many people. Yes. Yes. Damn. But like, she would go work out and stuff like that. And I think she would go ride her bike. I think that's her way of working out. Like, she'll ride her her bike around the neighborhood, come back. I know she's sweaty because, you know, her face is all red. But she wouldn't shower right away. She would just go inside her section take her dirty clothes off, leave them on the floor and just wear her sweats and then hop right into bed and take a nap. And uh-huh. <laughs> I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to judge the way you live, but man. When you have to live next to her, yeah, you're like, you know. It was frustrating and I took it personally for some reason. It got to a point where I was just mad. <laughs> well, I think it's just the disrespect yeah. because you know what? to each their own if that's how you want to live go for it but now when you're living at such close proximities yeah. with other people and it starts yes. affecting them as well mm-hmm. you have to like, be courteous you can do you mind. but like i have rules and i want to be respected because we all live in, under the same roof i think when her dirty underwear slid to my side <laughs> of the room and i just you know woke up one morning saw this on my side of the room I knew whose it was because it wasn't mine, (laughs) but (laughs) I don't know. I just felt this sense of disrespect. (laughs) Yeah, just looking at it, I felt like I had to scrub my side of the room like it was a crime scene. I definitely don't think that you were wrong to feel the way you felt because if you guys are sharing a space, you guys need to not only like be courteous of that space, but also like take into account that you do have roommates, you know, like they do, mm-hmm. like they have to live with you. They have to smell you. They have to be around you. And these are just yeah. things that you have to kind of keep in mind. And also yeah. what's the nice way of approaching someone and being like, Hey, can you keep your chonies away from my <laughs> side of the room? Like if anyone knows the proper way of asking someone that, please let us know, comment, let us know because Send I don't us know. a DM. Let us yes, know maybe because should we have been nicer about it? But I'm like, at that point, you're dirty chonies. Like what? I feel like the damage was already done. Like you can see the caca stain and shit. Nah, bro. Like that's too much. Like I was lucky enough to not have to deal with her because I was in the room, but like the stories Allison would tell me, I'd be like, girl, you better, you gotta talk to her because Okay, so yeah, this is where <laughs> Millie chimes in because she was, what, her name was on the lease, right? Your name was on the lease. No, my name. The house. Yeah. yeah, so Millie's name was on the lease. And she kind of has the right to say, like, hey, like, we kind of want you to leave, right? Oh, God. So <laughs> what happened was, 
feel the so embarrassed, but fuck. <laughs> the school year had ended and we were getting ready to renew the lease. And we were going to replace uh, this girl with one of our, or with Julie, with Julie. Yeah. So um, we already had our living arrangement and I let her know, I think what, four like to six, five months in advance. No, it was like six months in advance. Like, I gave it? her a good okay. amount of time. And I let her know because I kept asking her, like, hey, what are your living arrangements going to be? Or, like, we would all talk about it, but she really wouldn't say anything. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, okay, you know, like, if we have our plans, we have to let her know because it does take time to look for an apartment and all this good stuff. So I let her know. And she was like, so you guys are kicking me out? And I was like, well, it's like, it's not like we're kicking you out. The lease is ending and we're now, you know, switching roommates or whatever the case is. I was like, but you do have plenty of time. You will get your deposit back, like, Everything was very business and it just, it just turned into a whole, a whole like match, screaming match. It like was at like midnight. Yeah. Like it was ridiculous. And I was with you. I was right next to Millie when all of this shit was breaking down and I didn't hold my mouth shut. I just let everything loose. And I, I feel bad thinking about it now. But it was just one after the other and the other roommates complaining about, you know, what's bothering them. So it piled up to the point where I was just being blunt and very straightforward and just pulling up receipts on her side. I was just like, your dirty underwear, like you need to fix that. And I remember mentioning that I'm not your mother. Oh, yeah. Having to keep reminding you to clean up after yourself. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's what frustrated me the most about that conversation fight argument screaming match whatever you want to call it yeah she like she kept trying to blame us saying that we didn't tell her and i was like ma'am i need to tell you that you need a shower i need to tell you that you should wash your dishes so that we don't have cockroaches in the apartment i need to tell you to keep your dirty underwear off like you know the homie side like what it was ridiculous and then she just tried to make it seem like I was being, she tried to make it seem like I was being a bad friend to her. And I was like, we are not friends. We mm. are roommates. Mm. I am sorry to sound harsh. I was like, but the, we put up with it for this long or like, we're not going to compromise our living situation for a whole nother year just to spare your feelings. So, I mean, again, we might sound rude and anything, but you guys, like you had to be there. You had to live with her to like, just see what it was. And it's like, if everyone is equally upset at this single person like she gotta go i'm sorry she gotta go and that's what happened she yeah. left and then that's when we had julie yay welcome julie yay. <laughs> but yeah i think we all experienced this because i mean we decided at one point in our lives to live away from home yeah true i mean for a lot of it it's especially when you move farther away for college it's not like you have a lot of options um and then even for some people who may not know anyone going into college it's gonna be a matter of yeah for sure you'll have to take your random roommates and be in that situation where you're gonna have to live with new people people you've mm -hmm. never met so it's it's a lot to take in and i can't believe you guys had to deal with all that I think traumatizing. Um, <laughs> whenever we, you do move away from home for the first time, I mean, for us, all of our experience was dorming first. So I think dorming is obviously a lot different from apartments, which uh, we'll talk mm -hmm. about a little bit later. But for sure, dorming, it was, you still had the experience of like doing laundry on your own without having, like being able to ask your mom, like, hey, what, well, you know, what temperature of the water goes with what color of the clothes or whatever. Yeah. And then like, you have the choice to feed yourself whatever you want, which is like freshman 15 is real. <laughs> it is a thing and it, it'll smack you in the face. And then one day <laughs> your jeans just don't fit. Like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> and then like, obviously like being very um, disciplined about cleaning your space, even if it is like a little tiny closet side space, like you have to keep it clean and like your time management and choosing like, when you party how often you party because now yeah, you don't have thing like, in college yeah you don't know you don't have parents telling you hey come home at this time or make sure you come at this or like giving you curfews and stuff like i know or even just even going to sleep but like hey probably you shouldn't probably be watching netflix at 5 a.m when you have a 7 a.m class but this it's it's those true. choices that you make and you get to learn and you're very independent at that time and it's freaking hard 
It is. But do you guys remember like the first moment you lived away from home? Because I mean, I do. I come from whole ass Korea, having to come to oh, America sure. and mm. changing my environment completely. So yeah, that was difficult for me. I mean, I still remember it like it was yesterday when my parents dropped me off in front of the dorms and then they left. And when I mean left, like the next day, they flew back to Korea and I was here on my own. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was definitely something I had to get used to, I guess you can say, because the next time I would see them would be uh, the breaks that would happen throughout the school year. So winter break, spring break, summer break. Other than that, I was out there on my own. And at the time, I was rooming with another roommate, so I was in a double. Of course, like living with your family, you know, like the basics of, you know, feeding yourself, laundry, cleaning your room. But when I guess you're stranded out there on your own with your environment completely changed, it was a different step I had to take, different approach. So yeah, it was a struggle for me a little bit. I was definitely homesick. There were times when I remember I would cry in bed because I would miss my mother and my grandmother's food. And that's something I can't have in the dorms because we don't have kitchens in there. We would eat in the cafeterias or, you know, the dining halls that were available up in the dorm areas. So that was something I would have to adjust. And yeah, that was something for me. Typical. I feel like I had, um, well, my experience was definitely a lot different than yours. Um, when I moved up there, again, like I mentioned before, the first year I was dorming, I was also in a double. I don't know how y'all do triples. I could barely handle a double, Lord. Mm. Um, but I was in a double. I remember my parents went to drop me off that zero week. Um, for you guys not familiar with zero week, it's kind of where they do these events throughout the entire week, welcoming you back for the school year. And there's um, moving. And so everything's going on. And they went to drop me off. I, my parents only live less than an hour away, but I decided that I still wanted a dorm. I didn't want to make the drive. Um, and guys, it was very emotional. Granted, they lived like 45 minutes away. I commute to work now. Like what? Um, it was emotional. The first day I remember my parents were crying and um, even I cried. And then I got to the dorm and that's when I met my roommate and she was super nice she tried to get me out there she had already made some friends and then she knew some people from high school so she did like an awesome job and i'm forever thankful that she incorporated me in the things that she was doing because i i knew absolutely no one um what obviously there was some people from my high school that had went but i only knew them by name they were just kind of acquaintances so i didn't really know a lot of people and it was hard at the beginning, just like us, and like that first two weeks, sometimes I cry because I felt so lonely. And yeah, then I, I would call my boyfriend and I'd be like, babe, I'm so lonely. I don't like it here. I think I want to go home. The transition was huge. Um, but luckily, I was very lucky in the sense that my parents visited me every single weekend. It got <laughs> old nice. second year. No, 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 no. I, it got old second year. Um, now oh. looking back, I, I am thankful that they did that. But back then, I was like, wait, you're, you're coming to pick me up this weekend again? <laughs> <laughs> and then if I didn't go home for the weekend they'd go up there on Sunday and bring me food. So I, I love them for it. So here I am like Sunday night after I had finished all my homework and then I was getting ready for either midterms or finals and they'd go up there and bring me like a freaking uh, container of pozole. That's my favorite dish. Or they come oh, yes. and they'd be like, hey, let's go get tacos. And I was like, for sure. <laughs> because again, <laughs> it was all dining hall food. And um we did have a good variety of dining hall food, but there's only so much that you can eat in terms of the food there. I would definitely start missing my authentic food back home. And I think I was definitely very lucky. And some people like Allison's case, they don't get to see their parents very often. They don't get to see their family as often as I did. They only see them during breaks. But I, if I wanted to, I could see my parents that same day if, I, if needed. Yeah. I really missed them. I mean, yeah, when we talk about food, I remember when we would 
like when I would go back for like the breaks to be with family and stuff like that, I would give my mother a list of dishes that I need to eat before I come back. So that was definitely a thing. So like the two weeks that was out, that I was there in Korea, I would eat all three meals. And mind you, I am one of the worst person to feed myself, but not having that food that you miss when you're out here on your own and having it at once, you tend not to have that mind where like, oh, I'm already full. I need to stop eating because you just start eating like I'm never going to eat this food again. It was a mission. Yeah. You miss it. You miss yeah. it and you miss everything that comes along with it. I think like for me, guys, um, so I'm Mexican. I have Mexican food on the regular and I didn't know how good I had it until I left. <laughs> <laughs> True. Same. I think until you get like the... Or like where we worked, where it was supposed to be Mexican food, but it was so bland and it was just like... You're telling me they had Asian food and I was like, what is this? (laughs) Yeah, so it's not as authentic, obviously, as we would like. Don't, I mean, it was still good, you know, if our friendships are listening, it is delicious. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, but in all reality, it was just like, damn, I miss my mom's cooking. This is not my mom's cooking. No, it was. I think that's like, what it was. When I went to school, like I live what an hour and like fifteen minutes away from UCLA on a good day, you know, without traffic. I was like, I thought I was independent. I thought I was like, you know, I got this. I got me. Like we're good. I was fortunate enough to room with two of my high school friends. We like all got accepted to UCLA, so we were like very lucky to have each other and go through like the culture shocks and like living on our own for the first and everything together because we knew each other we could be comfortable with each other and we were like there for whatever we needed so shout out to the homies if y'all are listening um but definitely I think once I got the dorm like my mom literally like helped me just unpack everything and then was like all right I'm out and I was like all right like see you when I see you you know And I was super excited at first, you know, you're on your own, you want to go, you want to explore, you want to do everything. But then I realized like how much my mom and I did together. Like I would come home from wherever I was at school and then I would like talk to her about my day, what was going on. She would tell me, we would go to the gym together, we would come back and like cook and wash dishes. Like everything we did was together. And then I just realized like, hey, I'm not as independent as I thought I was, especially when I had to start scheduling my own doctor's appointments. Like (laughs) why, why is it that we grown adults, according to ourselves, can't call the phone, can't get on the phone and call our doctors to make an appointment? And I'd be like, mom, you're not going to come to the appointment with me? Like, what? Like, I, mean, I don't know why. Was... Like, have you gotten this vaccine yet? Um, I don't know. Let me call I mean, my mom. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I think I lasted, like, literally, I lasted two weeks because my mom just so happily, like, coincidentally happened to be in Santa Monica that weekend. <laughs> and she texted me and was like, hey, I'm here. Do you want to come meet me? And it was on, I think, like a Friday night that she happened to be there. What is my mother doing in Santa Monica on a Friday night? But, <laughs> like, all of a sudden, her and my tia had decided to go to Santa Monica. So, like, me and my roommates, we met them up there. And then um, she was like, come home with me for the weekend. And I was just like, okay, why not? So I went home. And going back to my house felt like I hadn't been there in months. <laughs> it was so <laughs> weird because I was like, the, the walls look whiter. <laughs> It was such a ridiculous reaction for like two weeks, but like I truly had missed like being home and being around my mom and my siblings and everything. So I can't even imagine like Allison, you're not getting to see your parents until, you know, the breaks. The breaks. I would have, no, I couldn't. I would have died. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was exciting, but also like a slap in the face when I visited the very first time uh, after going to college and shit like that. So it was winter break. That was the most recent break that I had. And I visited Korea, my house and everything. And my sister took over my room. Girl, it'd be like that. (laughs) My sister, my sister slowly like started putting stuff in my room. And then one day I came and like, it was her room. Like she had all her stuff in there. And I was just like, Oh, Oh, okay. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I was definitely hurt. I was hurt too. I was just like, mother, how can you? But yeah, one thing I also had to adjust living in the dorms was the communal restrooms. I'm sure all you guys experience communal restrooms, but I think it's one of the most disgusting things in the world because you have to share 
the bathroom, like your shower space with the entire floor that you're living with. So you're only given like three, four stalls to, you know, do number one and number two, sometimes number three. And then you got... (laughs) (laughs) on the day. (laughs) And then you got your shower stalls, which again, three or four... I don't, well, I only got communal restrooms for the summer when we worked, Mm. like we mentioned in our first episode. Yeah. So um, other than that, it was like a shared bathroom or we had a private bathroom and then um, for sure during the summer communal restrooms. But it was definitely such a different experience because you have to like, you have to walk out with like, you know, your shower sandals because if you're stepping on that floor, one, that's nasty. Don't do that. (laughs) You don't know what they be doing in there. Like just don't. So that my little shower caddy and then mm-hmm. like your towel, you know, and you, you like walk your way over to the restroom and shower. But dude, like honestly, it was so gross. Oh dude. my god, it was so inconvenient too because you would have to go into the communal stall or a communal restroom using your Bruin ID, the card yeah. that you're given um, during when you're going to school, right? So you use that to have access to use the restroom, which first of all, so rude. But girl, it is safety. What you mean, rude? It is safety too. But I when you gotta pee your pants when you got children or something. Number three, number three. But shit, no, I had an incident where my card expired because when I went to the front desk, I had to recharge my phone on my card for it to work during the break period. So I was staying over like during the transition between, you know, the end of spring quarter and it's about to start fall uh, summer quarter so there's a week gap but i need to charge my card before so that i still have access to my room during that period so something went wrong there was a glitch in the system my card never got charged so i left my room with just a bath towel over me with my shower (laughs) caddy with my you know flip-flops nothing I was so embarrassed when my card did not work. And then, you know, I try to go back to my room. But no, again, my card does not work. So I don't have access to go <laughs> to my room. So I'm out there. You were stranded. naked? Yes. You were naked. Oh, yes. my God. I ever was naked. Then, ever since then, your girl is fully dressed before going to the restroom. And yeah, mm, that was no. something. It's a, you went down to the front desk to get your card encrypted naked with a towel over yes you. i had to because i called the front desk i was just like ma'am my car does not work and then she's just like okay just come down to the front desk i was like ma'am you don't understand <laughs> you don't understand the circumstances that i am in right now i was like i am kind of naked i just have a bath towel over me she didn't sound sorry for me at all she was just like yeah so what you're gonna have to do is come to the front desk i was just like if it makes you feel any better, Allison, <laughs> I, it's a rough experience, not going to lie, but if it makes you feel any better, it was very common. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, but I used to work at the front desk my freshman year, and oh, it was yeah. such a common experience. Oh, so yeah. okay. I was very like, I think I would have been like that girl that talked to Allison. I was like, oh, yeah, you just come down. I'll fix your card. Like all, nonchalant so about it. Because it was so common, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it, so it was like, oh, another one got stuck out of the bathroom. Okay, just yeah. come so I can fix your car for you. But no, I think... So I did have a communal bathroom freshman year, too. Um, oh. uh, like Allison. Mm-hmm. Shout out to those housekeepers, though, because they were there every morning every, uh, cleaning yeah. those oh, yeah. restrooms. Mm-hmm. Um, Maria, that's the homie. Maria cleaned my restroom all the time. <laughs> they were the sweetest ladies ever. So they were there, cleaned the restrooms, would say hi to me in the morning. It was great, but it was it was annoying having to share a bathroom, not having any sense of privacy. Mm-hmm. For me, I feel like with anything, the bathroom is just for me. I, I don't want anybody to hear me go to the restroom. That's just me. <laughs> Fair. Same. So I would... Like sometimes if I need to do like do number two, I go in there. If someone else was was in there, I'm like, well, time to walk out. I'll see if I'll check back no. in five minutes. <laughs> I lift up my feet. <laughs> <laughs> this girl. Ooh, you gotta make I, it work. <laughs> no. 
oh and so I would check I'm like okay I'll come back in five ten minutes and then check again to see if anyone's here and then showering yes so I did not walk out of my room naked like Allison I would always walk out fully clothed and then take my towel my shower caddy everything and then sometimes just because I was getting used to living with a new person I did not like to change in the room when she was there I was very awkward so I would take my clothes and I would change in the restroom guys try changing in that restroom when it's hot and you're trying oh. to put up your jeans and then the freshman 15 hit and your <laughs> loose jeans don't fit so loose no more yep. I'd be like showered and then I'd be sweating trying to put on my clothes mm. yep. yep that's an experience I've, <laughs> I've done that before too and that that was my freshman year though I would refuse to change in my room because I was just uncomfortable because I didn't know my roommate very well I think it was maybe toward the end of freshman year that I was like, why am I being so extra about this? I'm just going to change in my room. But it, it yeah, wasn't like a normal person. You know what, Millie? I'm just <laughs> extra like that. I'm awkward. I don't like changing in front of people. <laughs> but I mean, we got over it once we moved out of the dorms and, you know, we started looking for apartments. Dude, like moving to the apartments was so stressful because while you're taking classes and I think like the time that you're looking for an apartment coincides with like our finals that it was just so stressful so on top of you trying to study and do your homework and all this like you were also looking for an apartment so then whoever your group of roommates was it's like agreeing on the amount of rooms the price like um the bills like if there's car spaces or not like it's just so many things I think like me and my um group of friends that moved into the apartment we had made like an excel sheet so we could compare like the locations and like it was just a lot of work man and i mean it's westwood and you're in like shitty apartments that are charging you like two thousand dollars plus to live there for yeah. one bed one bath like it was ridiculous so yeah. putting up that rent seeing what you can afford what you can afford like it was crazy man I mean, I'm and thankful like, I didn't have to go through that. I mean, you already had the apartment somewhat true. ready for me because you're just like, hey, like one of our roommates leaving. So do you want to move in? I was like, yeah. So I didn't go through that struggle, but I can't, I can only imagine the stress, especially as a student. Yes, it was a yeah. lot. And then, uh, so originally the roommate that I had moved in with first, she was the one that was in charge of like the rent, the bills, everything. And then having to take that over and s setting up that account getting the bills charging everyone like it's a lot of work that you don't even like really think about it until it's there mm -hmm. and then i think the biggest thing in the apartment that everyone's like excited for is to cook because they can finally cook for themselves they can cook their meals yeah let me tell you i hate cooking i don't like it like okay. i was just i was never first of all i was always like in doing a bunch of stuff in high school so my mom never wanted to like like bother me by teaching me how to cook so she would like you know help me out in that sense to just have my food ready for me whenever I came home so I could eat and then get to study and do my homework but definitely my mom would make fun of me because she was like yes finally you're gonna learn how to cook and I was like bet again <laughs> we worked at a dining hall so wherever I was on campus I would make that hike to the dining hall to get food and then go eat it at the apartment I never once cooked like I hated it every once in a while for sure I was like okay let me cook something here and there but like I don't like it it takes a lot of time you got to sit there and taste everything and like by the time it's time to eat you're not even hungry anymore and then you still got to do dishes no it's not for me <laughs> sorry if you know UCLA you know how many hills it has you know how much Millie would hate to cook if she was willing to climb those hills to yep. get back to rendezvous to grab food every day mm -hmm. I grew up in the same boat as you well I was lucky too. I didn't have to look for apartments. Um, I dormed the first two years and decided that, you know, an hour driving on a good day again would not be too much. So I, I moved back home and I started commuting. That was a process in itself. So it wasn't um, as bad as the initial process of looking for an apartment, but readjusting to going back home after you've had that liberty for two years where I could be up till 5 a.m. and I could go out anywhere and not have to say anything or not even just ask for permission, but feeling like you have to check in because you owe it to the people that you're living with. In this case, it was my parents. So it was, it was different. And then I spent so much time in traffic every day. I'd spend all day in school. So I'd get to campus around 6 a.m., 7 a.m., 
I'd go to the gym after I do the gym. If I didn't have work that morning, um, I'd go to work. So I'd be between work, school, and then I would really play a lot, play with my schedule. And luckily I had a great group of uh, coworkers, Millie, Allison, amongst other coworkers. We would all make sure to play around each other's schedule. And they were always willing to play around mine because I was the only one commuting at that time. So I would work on the days that I was on campus if I didn't take like the whole Saturday shift and work all of Saturday. So I would try to do those kinds of things and just keep busy throughout the day. I'd have to get my schoolwork done at find a place on campus to do everything either at the library either in a computer room or in the little rooms inside the rest halls and so that's what I would spend all day sometimes I'd be so exhausted I'd nap in my car <laughs> so I'd just be in the parking structure just in my car napping and then I'd wait till maybe 8 30 and then start driving home so I'd be at school for definitely more than 12 hours and then I just come home to sleep and I didn't cook either. Uh, there was no way I was cooking between all that. I was also going up to rendezvous to grab food. Yeah. Shout out. <laughs> Rondi saved us. Yes, yes did. it kept us fed. Fed and plump, I shall say. Fed, plumped, employed. Employed, yeah. Making money. But yeah, I mean, dealing with, you know, moving out, I feel like when you're sharing spaces with other people, you have to be considerate of that person. So, you know, roommate etiquette, what are some of your house rules? Um, I think when we lived in the dorms, it was definitely about your noise levels because you were in a very like enclosed space. Like I always lived in a triple. So it was making sure that the other, like if your roommate comes in and you're blasting your Netflix, it's like, okay, let me put on some earphones, you know? Or if one is studying, you're watching Netflix again, keep the volume down, just be courteous. I think the biggest thing for dorming in terms of etiquette was having guests over, whether it was a significant other or friends. Like you always had to tell your roommates that someone was coming over so that they didn't feel weird that there was going to be another person in the room. Now, here's the tea. When you're trying to have sex in your dorm, <laughs> it was definitely like you had to coordinate so like you would have to know your roommate's schedule like when they would like be in class when they would be away which you you know you get you get okay. to know because you get to see who's in the room at what time and the patterns and all that good stuff mm -hmm. personally i would like always have to send a text be like hey i'm gonna need the room from this time to this time just letting you know and obviously they would have to be like is that okay yes or no and then if once they got that text they would know like okay i need a walk a little slower from class today or maybe I should go study <laughs> elsewhere before going back to the room and that's just how it was like that's how we did it we would just text each other like hey um so and so's coming over today can I have the room from this time to this time and then if, if they couldn't then it's just you know working on a schedule figuring out when we could have the room because hey it's it's college you are stressed you got needs you gotta mm -hmm. do what you gotta do yeah I, I mean for me I didn't really have a really like a solid relationship with my roommates, but we just didn't talk as much as I would like. So, you know, sending a text saying like, oh, I got needs. I feel like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that wouldn't look good. So, you know, you just watch their every moves, look at their schedule, see what's oh going at home. And you, know, you, stalked gotta, them. you stalked your roommates. <laughs> how dare you use that word? No, I just squeezed it in. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do but yeah i made it work i squeezed it in <laughs> and you know there are certain times when the unexpected might happen they come back early <gasps> would you caught in the middle allison <gasps> no i was never i was never that child okay i'm a child of god but <laughs> i i had thoughts like that i'm just like oh like what if so you gotta make it quick yeah <laughs> i would have to have my phone on like loud so i could hear when they're texting me like hey can we come back in and be like hold up like girl give me time <laughs> oh my god yeah. no i agree uh see for me 
I definitely agree with guests. It, it's a huge thing. Um, luckily, my roommate freshman year, she was pretty good about giving me a heads up when she was going to have like her mans over. But it was like one time that I just kind of like walked in, not on her doing anything, luckily, but they were just like chilling in bed. The lights were off watching a movie. And I just come in straight from work. I'm like, hi, All awkward because <laughs> I had never met the man. And yeah. I'm just like, hi, hello, I'm Emily. And then it's like, <laughs> fuck, what do I do now? Like, they're here having a romantic night, but like, I want to go to sleep. I just came back from work. So it's super awkward. So I just be like, put in my awkward, my headphones in. I'm like, there's nothing else to do. It's like, it's midnight. I need to be up early the next day. Like, what the hell do I do? So it's just, I, guys, one time I did stay in there. I was like, just, I hope they don't do anything. Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> You start hearing noises, you're like, what is that? You start coughing. That's the cat outside. (laughs) And then bringing people in. So for listeners out there, I've been in a long distance relationship for a while. I will share that in the future. That's for a different episode. But I definitely give my roommate a heads up. I like maybe two months ahead of time, like, hey. So he is coming on this day, just FYI, and he will be here these days. So I would give them like a huge heads up so that way they were aware and they wouldn't be surprised. Luckily, he was super nice. They got along well, so it wasn't too awkward. And she didn't spend a lot of time in the room. And we just kind of coordinated it that way. I also knew her <laughs> schedule, so that helped out. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's an experience, I would say. Yeah. That's an experience. I think like etiquette in the apartments is more about like this, like cleanliness, the space and like using each other's stuff because you have a little bit more space to like have people over. I mean, of course, same etiquette, you know, with your guests and what, whatever's going down, but still <laughs> like, I think sharing the space was a lot, it was a lot more like troublesome. Especially like us that lived in like was five, it was five of us in an apartment. We had to share like all the cabinets and the fridge and like all that stuff. And then we had like all brought a set of pot and pan so that no one else would have to bring anything. So it was like making sure we took care of those and washing them correctly and all that. Doing the best with the space that you got, guys, because it's tiny. I know. I mean, we crammed everything in a one bedroom apartment, right? Yeah. Hey, and when you're crammed with a bunch of people in a room, like, when did you fart? That is the question. <laughs> comfortably. <laughs> when they comfortably left the room. Fart. No, when did have I Febreze fart? Febreze on hand. Never. Have Febreze on hand. No, Febreze is terrible. <laughs> I, am, I am, I don't know, Febreze scare me now. I feel like whenever I smell Febreze in a restroom, someone did number two, if not number three. <laughs> so whenever I smell uh, Febreze, it's not a very good smell for me. I think you is traumatized, Allison. I am traumatized. You guys, my my freshman year roommates, because again, we were friends. Like we were all like on like in the same clubs. We all cheered together. So it was like, we were very close. Like I feel so sorry for them because I did not care. I was comfortable. <laughs> they were the homies. So I would just yeah, it'd be no. bad. I, the majority of the times when I would room with someone, I don't know them. So even farting was a challenge for me i would hold it in until they sleep and you know who knows if they're asleep but (laughs) (laughs) but actually let it out yes and because you hold it for so long (laughs) sometimes they don't come out (laughs) and you're just like you're just holding it you're just like no Come You're like slowly just trying to release while they are asleep (laughs) hoping that they are asleep (laughs) No. you don't you but just not, don't have I control wouldn't. of that sometimes no you guys they Alice, were it up. took like allison a really long time to even fart in front of us like oh my god nights or white nights like and we would like think at one point when she was like i have to fart and we would like push her to do it because she did not want to do it remember i like pushed her stomach so that she could just fart but let me tell you when she did i wish i would have never pushed her to do it because I don't know what what's in your Korean body, but Jerry's no, like, it was that time when I was vegetarian, and I went. <laughs> oh jeez, all plant based. Yeah, no vegetarian. Like I would eat eggs and stuff like that. Plant based, I think that's a different diet. But no, but you were eating a lot more greens that time. I was, but that that's wasn't even why. the issue. I went with Millie 
and I visited her and her family up where she lives and we were sharing the same bed and you know her mom she was very generous and she was cooking me meals but you know she didn't know what being vegetarian was so she started giving me chicken she started giving me beans like left and right with pork left and right I was eating all of this and I haven't eaten meat in a very long time so when I had to fart um, I almost horrible. killed I almost killed Millie it was disgusting I was like <laughs> what the fuck like we were sleeping and I think she let one out thinking that like I wasn't gonna smell her that I wasn't gonna smell and then I think it hit her first because she apologized immediately she was like guys I'm so sorry you guys, it was so nasty. And then when she let out the first one, like there was just no stopping it. It just kept cutting that. And I, oh my God, I died. I died. My eyes were like burning. Oh my God. Oh, this is you remember that. You remember that SpongeBob episode where he has bad breath and his eyebrows just kind of fall off when he's talking? Yes, that was me. We are not cutting this out, Allison. This is your goal. I'm so hurt. So Girl, you put it out there. Like, I don't know. So, moving on. Let's talk about our personal pet peeves. I will go first. Girl, <laughs> go ahead. Like okay. I, as we mentioned in the pilot episode, hate snoring. I'm I don't sorry, care if you are my boyfriend, if you are my close friend. I don't care. If, like, if you're my mother, I don't care. If you snore, I hate you. <laughs> I do not like <laughs> Sleepy with you. So, like in the dorms, my freshman and like sophomore year, I like I said, I roomed with my three friends from high school. And one of the girls, like when she was very tired, she would snore a lot. And like she would sleep up. So we had the bunk beds and she would sleep above me. So whenever she would snore in the middle of the night, I would like bang the bunk bed. <laughs> so she would wake up and like move over. Cause like for her, it was if she slept a certain way that's when she would snore so i was trying to like wake her up so she could move on to her side i felt so bad for her because she wasn't sleeping i wasn't sleeping but it's her fault she shouldn't have been snoring <laughs> anyway when we lived in the summer um all three of us when we dormed together when we were working emily has a very like like soft snoring like mosquito-like snoring i would like to say <laughs> So it's like, it wasn't that it was loud, but that I knew it was there and it was bugging me and wouldn't go away. I would, would literally- throw pillows. Yes. And like, yes in the I middle would, of the night, guys, she would throw pillows at me. Yeah. So I was in one bunk bed and she was on the other side. So the way that the it worked in the dorms that we were at is there was a bunk bed and then on her bunk bed, like her desk was under. So we were all on bunk beds or whatever. And I would literally launch my pillows <laughs> all the way across the room to- hit her so she could wake up and stop snoring and then like one night she did not wake up at all and i lost in that situation because i had no pillow no blanket and i was just mad the whole night so yes like i was exhausted like i can't like even now like when like i sleep with my boyfriend he snores so badly guys like oh my god i don't know how you do it I can I hear. Know. I, I, I finally got earplugs. I finally got earplugs. That's how I do it because I cannot do it. Or like, I'll put the earplugs in and try to go to bed before him so that I can knock out and like not hear it. But you guys, I don't know why. It's just snoring like gets under my skin, and it's not even that like it bothers me. It angers me. Like I cannot sleep because this is like bugging me. So yeah. Uh, no like one day remember i came in guys i literally went to the student store and i bought her earplugs and i came in out of work one day i'm like here you go put these on like we're not gonna have this conversation again i can't i can't control it and we're not gonna argue about this so you're gonna wear these thank you was i a bad roommate for not letting people sleep when they snored yes would i change it no because <laughs> they bugged me shoot she's still doing it right now like what do you mean oh yeah till this day I, if i don't have earplugs you best believe i am waking you up all night until you stop snoring Ugh. if if i'm not gonna sleep you're not gonna sleep i don't know snoring doesn't bother me i think the thing that bothers me like the two things that bother me would be one sloppiness and someone singing in the middle of the night <laughs> <laughs> and when i mean singing, i refer it back to you know gertrude Cause uh -huh. she would sing, you know, 
I can tolerate when someone stays in the restroom, when they're showering, doing their thing, having a good time. I don't mind that. You can do it. And I feel like you don't take that long of a shower or that singing match to, you know, go on forever. When Gertrude would sing, she would sing sometime around like one in the morning to like three in the morning. Oh, God. It was annoying. I thought it was rude, too. So, yeah, that that's up on my list and sloppiness because, you know kind of traumatized after the dirty underwear a little bit bit. I think for mine so I'm I feel like I'm very tolerable in general about um other people however one of my pet peeves is when your roommate stays up either watching Netflix or watching a show or something with no earplugs in and then one so I can be I, I'm on very total opposite sides of the spectrum. Either I am a very light sleeper and anything will wake me up or I'm, I will knock out, will not hear anything, will not feel pillows thrown at me. <laughs> so um, I remember my freshman year roommate, she was a night owl. I was a morning person. I was definitely up early all the time. And, but she would go to sleep like at three, four in the morning and I wake up in the middle of the night and I could hear sometimes her shows. Most of the time she was good about putting in um, earphones, but sometimes she didn't or I wake up to the light and I'd be so annoyed. So I just cover my face and hope I didn't see it or hear it. That's one of my pet peeves and I hate it. Whenever I would wake up, Allison, I never told you this, but... I wake up at 4 a.m. and Allison was watching her show. I'd be like, go to sleep. <laughs> it just bugged me. You told me out. to watch Game of Thrones. Sure. At 4 a.m. I was doing my homework. I was contributing to the friendship. What do you mean? True, Emily. You can't. You can't. Sorry. Girl, girl that is why I never told her anything until right now. All right. All it's right. been years later, but okay. It's okay. Allison, it wasn't like huge, but I just wake up like, to sleep but you up at four if you have certain pet peeves or you expect certain like etiquette or courtesy from your roommates you guys have to talk about it like I am a very direct person I will confront you if anything is upsetting me like that's just how I am why bottle Mm -hmm. it in why get mad why wait for it to get worse I'd rather tell someone and communicate right there than like leave passive aggressive sticky notes somewhere or like (laughs) label everything that's yours or like you know stuff like that that like people talk about and stuff like I'd rather just talk about it so that we have a better way a a healthier way of living together and there's communication and sometimes people do piss you off and it's it's okay like let's fix it now because we're gonna have to live with each other there's no way to escape this you know yeah Yeah. i mean if you guys have any other like questions or just want to know like how we dealt with some stuff or what or like advice like let us know you know we've done everything dorms apartments living with each other for a little bit not living not living together let us know or yeah. tell us what your pet peeves are. Did we miss some? Do you think some are worse than others? How do you feel like we did with ours? I still think sloppiness and singing wins, but... <laughs> <laughs> singing at uh, midnight, yes. Yes, yeah. do <laughs> Okay, so it looks like we're reaching the end of this podcast. But before we sign off, we do have our questions of the day and our weekly puzzle of the week. So the question of the day is what is your favorite tv show of all time and why i will go first i love gray's anatomy i don't care if you judge if you think it's a stupid show i don't care i have watched this show at least like six or seven times like i'll finish it and i'll just restart it i don't know why like i'm not in the medical field i'm not like interested in that field at all but for some reason this show like is so therapeutic for me I, I'll be watching it and then you will catch me like bawling at an episode because it somehow correlates to my life and is giving me advice to whatever's going on in my life. And I have a very special connection with the show and I just love it. And I will continue to watch it over and over again. And I think it's the last season that's coming up now. So I'm very upset and will be heartbroken. <laughs> Who's next? <laughs> well, now I've definitely watched Grey's Anatomy. I think it's a good show. Have I watched that as much as Mindy? No, but I still think it's a good show. Um, mine is actually The Office. So please don't come at me. Please don't say bad things. I know I've heard the comments about the jokes in The Office. Um, they're not always the best. But for me, um, I understand that sense of humor. 
and I think it's pretty funny. And I've watched that show several times and I keep going back to it, especially when I'm stressed out. So if I'm stressed out, I need something lighthearted, funny with no real huge drama in it. So I, I always revert back to the office and actually I'm watching it right now again. <laughs> I'm in season two, um, but it's, it's a comfort thing for me. And I always go back to it no matter what. I don't know how many times I've watched it at this, at this point, but I love Michael Scott and Jim and Pam. They're my favorites. <laughs> And I am also listening to the Office podcast. Shout out to their podcast too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my favorite TV show would have to be The Golden Girls. I think I've watched that show 10 plus times. It's definitely my happy place. I feel like whenever I'm having a bad day, I'll just turn on one of the episodes of The Golden Girls and I would know the script. That whenever, you know, one of the characters, let's say Blanche, would say something, I would know the witty comebacks that Dorothy would have. So it's it's one way for me to, like, get away from real life and just dive myself in with the comedy that the Golden Girls um, deliver. And, yeah, it's my happy place when I watch it. So that being said, we'll dive right into the weekly puzzle of the week. And what this is, is just to have our listeners more involved. So we'll be giving you guys three clues about our topic for next week. And if you guys think you guys know what the topic will be, you can certainly DM us through Instagram. Our handle is Let's Ronde, R-E-N-D-E underscore podcast, and let us know. If you get it right, we'll give you a shout out like we did for Nicole. So yeah. So the three clues for next week's episodes would be summer, confidence, and choices. Guys, tune in for next week. It'll be a good episode, promise. We got a lot of tea for you. It'll be very funny. You'll be shocked to hear some (laughs) stuff. But definitely tune in. Thank you to everyone that's been liking, sharing, following. We appreciate it. We see the post. Thank you guys so much. Again, the first, uh, our pilot was just so you guys to get to know us a little bit. And now we'll be discussing a lot more topics. Let us know if you want us to talk about anything. And we heavily appreciate all of the support. Yep. So please go ahead and follow our podcast on SoundCloud at Let's Rendezvous. We also have an Instagram page, like I mentioned before. Our handle is, once again, Let's Rendez, R-E-N-D-E underscore podcast. So please go ahead and follow us. Thank you for joining our first episode, and we hope y'all continue to listen to us. We will be posting every Tuesdays, by the way. So grab yourself something to drink and check us out. Joy and listen to us, pendejas, talk about our life experiences. And that being said, thank you again, and we'll see you guys next week. Adios. Bye, guys. Thank you.